like have someone have someone pose a question and then watch me become completely resistant to it in the moment <laughs> is that down. what you think what would happen absolutely i i like questions i I think that's a good idea. I, I I don't know though because uh I guess what I think of I think of you, I think of uh UG Krishnamurti. Yeah, well, he's like a Sith Lord though. Yeah. Like just totally consumed by hatred for the enlightenment he didn't want to exist but received. <laughs> you're like the you're like the vegan version of UG Krishnamurti. Vegan version. <laughs> Yeah, like the softer, friendlier, pissy version of UG Krishnamurti. <laughs> I'm just too rigid. Like, even though my beliefs shift constantly, like, I'm kind of like rigid in whatever it currently is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you, the, the, the no is strong with you. Yeah. But I'm perfectly like okay knowing that the no changes and that it's not the absolute no. And that these are little these are little petty like but like petty, irrelevant and ultimately like will change kernels and in this kind of grander scheme, like totally off base, honestly. It reminds me of like an offensive lineman who's blocking somebody and is just like, you're you're gonna have to have something with depth and weight to get past your what you've already seen or experienced or have come to understand. You'll have to have some. You'll have to have a, a pretty solid argument or some insightful data to share. Ab absolutely, come at me with come at me with a with data or a a well-constructed argument or just just some info um and i'm open to that every time but also though there's also another side too you, you do we want to do this to start off with just the the psycho the psychoanalysis of you sure <laughs> okay so there's a you that that doesn't like that doesn't want to do things that aren't what you want to do Mm -hmm. So anything that's out of the comfort zone that you've created for yourself or interest is strong too. The interest, your own, anything that's, that's um, out of your own interests is strong. I mean, wait, is, is tough to get to, to, to tough to land. Um. Let's let's continue with that. But first, I'd like to point out that that's true for absolutely everybody. Absolutely, hundred percent. That is the only state of operation which a brain can exist in. Yes, it's just a matter of expanding that interest field. Yes, mine become I become very narrow in what I've decided are, and not even it's not a conscious decision. What this brain has decided it is interested in. Um, but a lot, some people are a lot more flexible and, but that's what they're interested in. They're not rigidly interested. And so, so they're, they're doing what's in their comfort zone. It's just not as rigidly defined as mine might be. Yeah. 
or understood as yours is. Right. Because this it is absolutely true. This is a this is a default state existing within all of us. Like this is within me as well. I call it antimatter. Like when I'm offered an idea or asked to do something, there's this flare up within me that's just an instant fuck no. Yeah. And I've got no reason for it. I haven't even really thought about it. I'm just instantly going, no. Is that fear? Is it just an automatic reaction to what you think the experience will be like? You've already decided that it's not an experience you want? No, I think it's I think it's just about appeasing my egoic sense of self. It's about appeasing my way rather than the way. It interrupts my experience that I that I'm having. I suggest that it's fear. It's a fear of interrupting that experience and having a different one. I think it's like we were describing last episode as we get swept away into these uh, adventures or experiences that are enjoyable and anything that may bring us out of it, we don't want to. So like change of temperature, change of environment, change of of activity it's like if i'm if i found if i've fallen into something that's enjoyable and someone asks me to leave that space i'm like fuck no i finally i'm finally here and I, i'm suggesting that's it's fear fear of losing the experience i'm enjoying and having an experience that i'm not sure of or think i might not enjoy yes it is a death i don't i don't think a there's a there's not a there's never a positive resistance like that's that's why I always want to talk about the art of dying because it is a little it's like a mini ego death it's a mini experiential death it's like you're having you're you're literally dying to something that you're allowing something to die and that death creates a more openness and creates creates a different experience but it seems to yeah I don't know what it seems to do but it it, trans, it seems to be important well okay so I, I think death is the death of that of that resistance of, of putting you know putting down the wall and saying okay i will allow this experience to shift and change as it will um i was thinking yesterday um i don't know like i kind of um I was seeing how there's just kind of, there's almost like this constant minor resistance to what's coming, like almost a constant, almost it's like flinching all the time. Um, like, like an anticipation of the next moment and trying to be prepared for it. Um, and what if, I didn't operate that way. What if I like, I, I actively accepted and offered myself to the experiences as they come. Like, it's like, like, like not quite like seeing a punch come and flinching, but um, it's like, yeah, expecting like a shoe to drop, but instead of preparing for it, um, absolutely being open to it like leaning into it 
So we'll explain, uh, share, uh, share a little bit more about what the, what the, like, is it a visceral experience that you noticed? You just saw yourself waiting for the next shoe to land in the moment regularly? I mean, define visceral. Like, like it was something that you noticed as it was occurring? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I just, I noted, I noticed that it's just like a pretty consistent habit. There's a, and it's not like a strong feeling, but I just, I noticed this like minor background anticipation or preparation. Like, does it take the form of thought? No, no, it's, it's, it's formal. It, it can, um, sometimes thought will arise from that but like it's really just this kind of nebula and i think that's just anxiety honestly yeah like a like the cosmic microwave background radiation of anxiety yeah exactly <laughs> so like but so like the, there's a, like an attitude there it's that i have to prepare myself to deal with the thing that's coming but instead like can i offer myself to what is and then the possibility that what is shifts into something else let me ask you this. Let yeah. me ask you this. Do you play around with the idea of God? It almost never arises except out of habit or fear. It's not a concept that seems to I don't well it's not it's not a term I, I don't know what does that mean what does God mean? It's such a trash term these like it's so it's so bloated and just there's so much like irrelevant and like just all this baggage it doesn't mean anything but like the terms that come to me are like no terms i've been thinking about the earth a lot lately so uh, let me sh let me share a little bit about what what's appearing for me um before we go i just so like you know how that like in most religious or yeah religious doctrines or like cultural spiritual systems they have like a, a three there's like three things like there's the father son holy ghost the trinity trinities yeah so so the way i seem to be operating as i operate with these three things all occurring simultaneously there's there's the god of my inner self the inner nothingness that we described last the emptiness or like the space of individuality or creative expression that's one one part then the second part is the material realm the forms of you of melissa of, of the internet cutting off things like that and then the third is this over our overarching beyond beyondness of god itself or like the absolute unknown and and flow of life that will occur regardless of whether i'm here not here thinking about it not thinking about it so i have like those three like in a day to day in the day in a day in a day i i i, I waver in and out of those three states of acknowledgement like i have a triangle too um, but I label it, um, I haven't thought about it much recently, but, uh, um, being, thinking and acting three points of a triangle. Mm. Um, and something I was doing for a little while, like when I, I was 
just really, I don't know. Uh, but at the time, it was a helpful exercise. I'd draw this triangle and then gauge where I, you know, where I am in that triangle for the day. Am I, am I, am I leaning heavily into thinking? Am I, am I into being, but no action? Like, depending on like how far into a particular corner of the triangle I am, like it's easy to gauge why I might be unbalanced and it reveals what the corrective action would be. Um, but I mean, I think that's useful at certain times. Yeah. Anyway, you were talking about God. Yeah, I'm just I'm curious because uh yeah, I was just curious. I just I think that that's the the piece of the puzzle I was never able to integrate into my life because I felt that the term and the idea was so nebulous and imaginative and unnecessary. So the times when I've been most into that word are the times when I've been the most um, tumultuous internally. Like there's, there's um, and it's like, it seems to be out of fear that I run back to this safe haven of the God of society, um, the patriarchal God, the God that will save me. Um, and that there's, I have almost none of that experience when I'm not in inner turmoil. There's, there's not this, there's not a, there's an inner urge to discover something greater and beyond, um, but not in the sense of a neediness and fear and not of the, not in the sense of something that I need to save me. Um, and I guess yesterday I was thinking, like, yeah. And so like, if, you know, we'll talk about God, like there's this, this grace element, um, and I, I recognize like as a, as a kid and throughout my life, I've had experiences that I could term no other than God experiences where I seem to be bathed in a divine presence. And there's unmistakably some kind of spirit or presence within um, that to me is whatever this God might be. Um, it's also absolutely clear that this is, you know, grace in the sense that I don't have the power to call down or control such an experience. Um, and either, and so whether, it also seems to me whether or not I call, whether or not I rely on like a higher or deeper guiding self or God, the pathway to receiving help from either of those, which seem to be on opposite ends of the spectrum, God as a separate and higher power or like a deeper inner self as an integral and inner power. Um, the path to either of the receiving guidance or anything from either of those is, seems to be the same, which is for me to stop and let it work on its own. In either case, it doesn't matter what I call it. Something else is able to work on its own within me and through me when I'm not, figuring out how am I, how am I going to do this? How am I going to make this change? How am I going to have this insight or how am I going to see this or how am I going to work past this or whatever? 
but actually doesn't matter if it's an inner self or a higher God. Uh, I just have to stop. Yeah, that's that's that simplifies the whole trifecta thing for me. What you just shared—that's basically it. <laughs> I don't even—you don't even need the trifecta when you when you do when you when you stop. <laughs> when, yeah. But like that's the thing though is like I was talking to a friend on the phone uh, about red flags. Like he's out there trying to you know date girls or whatever you know and noticing all these red flags you know and he's like and I'm not about that life anymore, dude. I'm about yeah. I'm about noticing my red flags. Yeah, and that's that's really the way to move. Like like the skill the the ability to be aware of when my own limitations and my own discrepancies are cropping up. Being able to be aware of those things is what clears away me from that experience you just described. That's my antimatter. That's my instant no when I'm asked to do something that's out of my current experience. And I just go, no, fuck no. It's it's me, me, all me stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's I I feel like. Yeah, you don't have to know. You don't have like you don't need any of the. We don't like. I don't need. You really don't need any of the other shit if you can just recognize when when you're the one deciding what things are. <laughs> you can see that you're the one um, creating your experience, and then and then examining that so it can die. Like the 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 anger is not not coming from out there. <laughs> the anxiety is not coming from out there. Right. And I can't even you can't even say that you're the one creating it. It's being it's being created in your environment. Like if your body is your environment, like the the body is, and like that's there's no fault. It's no one's fault either. It's like just like you described the the church kind of you know, uh, imbibing this doctrine of this patriarchal God, you know, my mom did a number on me. We've talked about this. Our mothers did, did some serious numbers on us. Like we've got, I've got some neurotic tendencies that, that exist within me. Which no essentially passed through your mother because they were passed to them. Yeah. But so that's kind of the, there's this chicken and the egg question who had the original neurotic tendency. I mean, the, the minute that, uh, I guess they ate the apple. Adam and Eve ate the apple. But they had the urge to eat the apple. That damn snake. <laughs> but they had the urge to listen to the snake. Yeah, yeah. It's in it's in from the beginning. But that's hey, that's what isn't that what karma is? No, not if there's not an original action to cause that like so where's the original negative action is what I'm saying. So what starts, I, what started the wheel? I, I li I've listened, I listened to, I've listened to all our episodes so far. And you said something really profound that was basically like, it seems that, ex that experiences this uh, on this pole of protons and neutrons, just popping in and out and, and deleting themselves. I didn't use those terms. Yeah, those I just made all those. I don't even know if those are the right terms, but you know no, what I, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, it's gonna get fact checked because it's not. 
it has no nowhere near anything that could be considered sensical yeah but like okay we know the feeling of your so keep going <laughs> no well you you say what it is like you're saying like it's almost like atoms pop in and then out of existence like they're and they get i can't remember what you said there's, there's these like there's these particle pairs that seem to pop into existence and then immediately they're like they're particle antiparticle pairs they pop into existence and then immediately annihilate each other. Yes. But if one's not, never mind. Um, well, that's to me, that's what creates the experience of lot, like a liveliness or a livelihood without that friction or that, that, uh, yeah. I mean, it's heat. It's yeah. Hard. There's no experience without the division. Yeah, the positive and the negative make them make make this. This is a you can't have uh you can't yeah, it's it's all Tao shit. It's all been, you know, it's all the you can't have this without that. There is no high without low, there is no light without dark, all that shit. But yeah, that, but I think that the, the about the idea of our neurotic tendencies transferring and traveling through our lineage is, I think is profound because it's actually like helpful to notice and, and recognize that like, that is a, something that does exist. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot. Okay. I want to pursue the question of who had the first neurotic tendency. Um but because I think that's <laughs> going to be extremely revealing. He was probably but, a Jew. <laughs> oh my God. You have to let everyone know you're Jewish now. Why? Because otherwise it seems really racist. <laughs> oh man, those damn Jews ruining everything for all of us, you guys. Um, We've been known this. Um. Okay. Too bad, too bad you guys can't check my penis on the uh, on the audio. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Um um wow, okay. Um everyone's thinking about penises and we're just sitting here. <laughs> I was just been totally derailed. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so this neurotic, these neurotic tendencies being passed that down. You were saying like, you know, we're creating our own experience, and like I started to say something, but I didn't. But then you brought it up again. Like, um, yeah, we're not really creating our own experiences either. These are all out of like, you know the anger, the impulse, the, the thought, the reaction, the whatever, it all instantly arises within me. Um, there's no, there's not even a chance for me to create the experience. Um, it seems like if there's choice at all, it lies in looking at it after. Um, but I'm not really like, I didn't create the urge to look at a, you know, whether or not there's willingness to do that. Like I didn't 
create or decide? Um, and if I was deciding what created or decided I was going to decide to look at it, like it's, it goes all the way. I was, I was, so I was thinking about this and you know, we, we got that message from one of our listeners that was like super, he was, he was on it and, uh, he knew exactly what we were talking about, but I was before that I got that message. I was thinking, I wonder if people listening know what we're talking about or able to grasp because I was like. Because I, I was like, it's pro- it would probably be good if we had questions that we could answer because it would be a little easier to communicate some of these ideas because we're coming from a space where both of, both you and I understand. And I wouldn't even say deeper than that. We know it's not it's not open for debate anymore that there is no choice. Reasonably speaking, at the bottom of my foundational experience of reality, I recognize there's no choice in anything ever. It's, it's not even like uh, I don't even have to ha- have a discussion with anyone about whether there's free will or not. It's it's beyond. I mean, it's just I just know now. Don't you also say sometimes that it's both? Yeah, it is both. It is because there's the there's the feeling of choosing that that. Um... But if you run the tape back like you just did, like you just did it. You run the tape back, you see where did that even arise from? It arises from the nothingness. It's, just, it's simply a matter of taking, for some reason, the mind claims ownership on certain things that arise. Yeah, and I'm going to feel like I choose, and I'm going to feel like I'm not choosing. Like Those are all feelings, you know, and feelings are irrelevant. I mean, even the feeling of that I'm the one choosing. That's just something appearing to me. What you know, I'm not in charge of that either. And, but it, and it's fun because like, I mean, like I, I used to get this playing football. Now I get it playing Warcraft when I'm in a duel or in a fight with someone in Warcraft. And it's the heat that like, it's, it's just like, it's going down and like, I got to perform and and I'm doing all I'm, I'm in a flow state, just trying to, to win and I lose. And it's like, okay, what can I do to be better? I feel like I'm the one at who's at risk in the confrontation or in the experience, whether it be on the football field or on the game, I feel like it's my responsibility to be better. So it's, it feels like you're choosing. It feels like your life and your livelihood is your responsibility that to learn from your mistakes and to improve or, or to look at the tape and see what could have been done better. But that desire and that interest to even do those things. Right. It's a, it's mostly conditioned. Yeah. And some of it innate. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a genetic level to this too. Yeah. These, these are extremely useful tendencies to have. And even, even, even extra useful about it is being able to see this. Because if you can, if you can see this and you can know this and recognize it within yourself or recognize it, you can let go of it and you can go back home. You can, like, I got so caught up. People on Warcraft didn't like me. Remember, they all kicked me out of their group. They wouldn't be in, I couldn't be in their group anymore. I'm yeah, all bummed you, out. You're a ninja. I ninja looted an item, okay? <laughs> I 
I took that item. It was an upgrade to my stamina. Okay. I th and nobody else needed it. Anyway, it was buying on equip. I shouldn't have done that. I didn't know what I was doing. And Did I couldn't. I, what? Did you sell it? I equipped it because I felt so bad. I probably would have sold it. <laughs> That's the thing with those items. Once once you realize how much it's worth, no one equips them. Yeah. That's true. But anyway, okay, let's not get sidetracked by this bullshit. Well, yeah, I'm, so I couldn't let go of it. I was literally sitting in this chair riddled with um, a fear, a fear, shame, um, just it was shitty. And like, I was like, Melissa, like, I can't, I, I can't. And she bit, I couldn't, I couldn't let go of it. It was so, it had gripped me. I felt, I, I was like text, I was messaging all the guys, apologizing profusely, trying to feel better. Yeah. And Melissa was like, why don't you just move on? And I couldn't move on. Right. And even when I decided to move on, my, my de decision was fine. I'm just going to start a new group and just start blasting it all over the guild chat where my group members were in. So it was still even a form of aggression because I'm still saying, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, you know? So, yes, I mean, like, I don't know what the point of that story was uh, other than just, yeah, I don't know what the point of that story you was. You were aware of it, but it didn't seem to matter. Yeah, but it didn't seem to matter. Exactly. I was acutely aware of it and I knew well, that it was meaningless. There's levels of awareness though. Like it's, you know, I can be aware of something, but then I can also be aware that I'm aware of what's going on. And there's like levels of removal. Um, but there, okay. So we're talking about, you know, everything seems to arise on its own as a result of, you know, many causes. Um, but there's there's one thing. So, you know, we're saying, you know, it appears there's no actual choice because even the desire to act along a certain line arises on its own. And I don't really like how, how can you choose beforehand what you're interested in? You know, like if you can't do that. Um, but but then there's this element that I know this. That I know my not as a knowledge, but that I, I know what's happening right now. I'm aware of what's happening right now. It doesn't seem to be the result of a cause, as in, and it doesn't seem to be relevant. It's almost a superfluous phenomenon because I don't, I don't need to know it, be aware of any of this for it to occur on its own. Like for, for this to play itself out right now, we could both be in a blackout state. It doesn't, our, our, like our awareness doesn't need to be present in order for any of this to happen yet. It's here. And we know. No, no, it, it does have to be present for any of this to happen. Why? Because it wouldn't be happening. In what way? 
we wouldn't be experiencing it. Well, that's well, that's then that's the question of what is knowledge, because it's it's um, yeah, it's a that's a deep question. You're saying knowledge of an event is required for that event. Awareness, just awareness itself. Awareness itself, like um, that there has to be someone in the universe that knows in order for anything to take place. No, I'm saying it. I'm saying this is all beyond the realm. This is beyond our, our ability to comprehend like the awareness itself is the denominating factor for any and all. If there's no, like, if there's no awareness, there's no thing. There's, there's nothing. To me. Yeah. And that's, that's the philosophical quandary because if you cease to exist, does that mean I cease to exist? Are you real or am I real? Like, are you a robot or am I the only one that's, that exists? Is that an important question though? Because if it is all just an appearance to me and I disappear. That's what, but that's what all the yogis, I think. And, and specifically who's the, who's the Catholic guy, uh, DeMello, his book, awareness, all these guys are alluding to that, this, that every, everyone has access to this space at all times, especially if you're hearing this, but all beings have access to it access to what to this fundamental state of awareness but none of us know what it is like you were saying like last last episode none of us really know what it is or, or you, it seems to be a field that's how, how you described it and that checked out with me i'm like that's kind of interesting because we're all swimming in it Anybody listening right now can access it right now. You just be aware of, of what is occurring. That's the unchanging state. You know you're aware of what's occurring, though. Why does the fact that I know it have anything to do with anything? Why is it relevant or useful? It isn't. So why is it here? It doesn't need a why. Anything that anything that anyone could come up with would just be missing the point. Like I think what point? Well, what point? What point would they be missing? A fundamental experience of God. There's still an unanswered question that, like, because I know it, 
it suggests that not knowing it is also an option. Yeah, well, I would say that it's not that naturally occurs regularly throughout the day. Not knowing? Yeah. Falling out of awareness? Absolutely. That's why Buddhists or monks or Zen poets or whatever they or people that like you you allude to returning home, you allude to the stillness, you allude to entering um entering a, a sacred space and but those are all these turn the way you're, you the the words that we're using to describe it make it sound extra but it because it's so simple and so not even that special it's it's the weirdest thing because it's just it's there it's accessible at any time it's it seems to be just playing with it and seeing it regularly deepens your experience of being why does it matter what my experience of being is? It doesn't. So why can it deepen? Why can it deepen? Yeah. Because there's the, the way I look at it is there's polarities. There's there's two there's two places I can go. Okay. I can go out there <laughs> or I can go in here. <laughs> you know, and I mean if and where I want to spend my time, like if I'm interested in spending my time you know i want to spend a time where i can actually see change growth evolution see things improve and get better and it seems to be the field that i need to manage or tend is the field within myself like that's that's the field of consciousness the field of awareness that's where all of my discrepancies are occurring all of my all of the material in the in the outer realm is occurring it's all it's all expressing itself through this if this is an automatic reaction, how did it get so out of balance that it somehow needs to rebalance itself? Well, there you could say that it never was out of balance. The me, I feel it is, but that's just a somewhat psychotic me. Yeah. <laughs> About my feelings, my thoughts. Yeah, totally irrelevant to like... Yeah. That's a good, actually, that's kind of a good segue. I've got a story to share with you. Okay, I want to go back to something. Hit it. Um, There's a question of why am I aware? It's totally. Wait, wait, for the listeners, are you going to tell the story eventually? Um, why would I know the answer to that? And do I know the answer to that? I don't know. I can say whatever I want, but it doesn't, I have no idea if the story is actually going to be relevant or come out in the next 30 minutes. All right. Next question. Are you going to share what it was you were just trying to share? We'll see. <laughs> that so question, is, that question makes me not want to share. Okay. This is why we, that you should not send us any questions. <laughs> um okay this question of awareness is here it seems to be super superfluous and irrelevant to the processes that are occurring right now that just from a a survival just looking at the body and mind 
as you know from a survival evolutionary standpoint like why do i need to know what's going on the brain the mind is already aware of it it's already receiving the information processing it and responding automatically yeah but this 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 the moment we go here is the moment we enter religious territory like there's no people have been like you could you could look at the reincarnation god wanting to experience itself like you could just it'll just create this no no i feel like i feel like that answer and the one you gave earlier the like about there not being a why or whatever is, is a deflection there's no there's no need there's no reasons there's no there if there what like why like what purpose does awareness serve is that the question not what purpose i don't know if what purpose it serves the question but like why why do i know this <laughs> it's a great question but if we say like we can't answer or there's no why or it's like whatever i think it's 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 turning away from the fact that it's an extremely relevant question to me and i don't have any clue what the answer is have you tried to look have you tried to figure it out yeah how can you even get anywhere with that question i've tried and i arrived at my conclusion isn't that conclusion just kind of like a a sugar-coated way of saying you got nowhere uh, exactly well i got broken is what it did it completely broke me yeah i got all my energy got got expended i was and i got ko'd that's a lot different from the answer you gave earlier how how is it different earlier you started talking about like how you know why is not You know, asking why leads to confusion or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the the moment that we place a why on really anything, we start to play, act as if we're like playing God. Like we know. And that's not, that's, that doesn't, uh, it doesn't create a good, my experience has proven it does not create a good time. <laughs> I think that's backing down from the question. And if I can, if I'm still in a state where I can even pose a why, I can't back down from any why until I've discovered whatever it is that destroys all questions. So the, I guess this example is the only one I can think of, but you ask a kid, you, a kid is at the playground, he hurts another kid, and you ask him why he did it. And he says, Oh, well, I don't know. The kid's not lying. Yeah. You ask an adult that, why did you go here to get this grocery store instead of the other one? Why did you they know exactly start, what start smoking? They'll give you a million reasons. But you and I, correct me if I'm wrong, both know that they really don't know why they did any of that stuff. The kid was being out didn't have didn't have the frameworks to be anything other than honest. Right.
So maybe just the answer to that question is a, at a fundamental and deep level, I don't know. I don't know anything about the basic fact of my existence. Yeah, and that's and that's essentially uh, at, the, at the core of my being. I have no idea what's going on, but I know all of the stuff about the superfluous stuff I've built on top. And that's uh, why the right question now, I fundamentally dodge. And that's why right now I'm having a visceral experience of falling. Because there's nothing to hold on to. That's why the that's why the yeah I don't know, that's why it's a tough one to that's why you see I wasn't satisfied with there not be, like I needed to know you know and it's not necessarily like I expect a verbal or conceptual answer either you know I'm not I'm not expecting that to be answered by a concept obviously not yeah but the fact is I don't understand on a deep level myself that i that i'm aware when i could just see as easily not be aware it would change nothing yeah and that's why i'm that's why i reference religious scriptures and doctrines and stuff because they they the sugar sugarcoat the well, they, they say we are God's children, or they'll say, you know, you're here to do his role. Like that's a book too. You're or God to... works in mysterious ways. Yes. Or you're, you're, you're meant to play the role assigned and things like that. And you can't say they're wrong. But it doesn't really answer the question. It because doesn't you, answer the question. It's actually just as superfluous. That's still farther up the chain. Yeah. It's like, why would God create a world that needs work to be done or why would he create horrendous tragedies to like people like like crazy shitty people to like do does these menial tasks he needs done right like you need to go fix the evil people that i also created doesn't make sense no i mean it actually hurts to think about if you think about the concentration camps or war or being in a foxhole it just hurts to think about and, and I haven't even actually experienced, I can't even watch films like that anymore without feeling disturbed. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't make Fallback sense. Fallback answer is God works in mysterious ways, which is a non-answer. It's a non-answer. It's an I don't know. And that question actually breaks what I believe. So I'll stop examining it. Matter That's why I'm going to continue going into it now. If there were a why, I would get even, I would be so upset. I would be way more upset than I am just now thinking about all the shit we've done to each other. Because it's just as trivial that there there's a reason at all. Yeah, it says that if there is a why, it says that there is this all-knowing thing that decided this is what should happen. But from what I from what I can tell through my experiences, it doesn't know that it's happening, which is the reason for awareness. It doesn't know that it's happening. It is unknown creating itself. It doesn't know itself. If it did, it would cease to be curious. It would cease to expand.
it would cease to to it would cease to create it would potential would cease to occur i mean that's why the universe continually collapses and reemerges yeah from 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 what i could tell the i guess the uh the physical attributes of our expanding universe emulates our individual consciousness all concepts of god that i've encountered seem to reflect um insights or mental states that i've had about myself at some point or another all your concepts you said of god all ideas i've encountered about god um seem to reflect things i've learned about myself like i think god is an ex a projection an extension of people's experience of themselves in a awakened state all those concepts apply to one that's so even yes and that's why anything i say about you is really about me and i also recognize that i'm basically like a child in the shallow end of the pool right now that there, there there are fundamental insights that i'm missing in my understanding at this moment and that's the only reason i could be going on about any of this <laughs> but i'm i'm fundamentally missing a point or two and it's things i've seen before but i just don't see right now that that's a good thing isn't it Well, I remember I remember so like whenever I see somebody doing shit that's like fucking awesome I remember the experience I'm thinking of is when I was in high school and I wanted to when I was playing football and I wanted to be good at football and I watched all the guys doing the most weights in the gym and I was like well I should go be around them and like I would I joined their workout group even though I couldn't lift all the weights uh -huh. they were so far beyond where I was at that I literally just struggled with them. And then a month later, I was doing what they were doing. So like, that's why I always think it's good to be at that threshold of, um, I guess, it, I don't want to use the word humility because that word's loaded as hell, but it's like, um, to recognize, I don't know, ju just to be whipped around a little bit is good. The thing that's been interesting for me is like the lack of desire to do that anymore, like on my own, like the, that arises, like I'll, I, I see myself wanting to play Warcraft with the best players, but I know that I, that that's not, that, that really, that's not what I'm in, into. Like it, that never plays out well. My natural desire to be the best, it doesn't play well.
it actually creates a bad time. So like there's this, there's this weird dissonance occurring regularly where I'm noticing my, I guess what we were talking about, my ancestral karma or like whatever innate desire. Oh yeah. We got to go back to that one. Yeah. Cause that still is existing. Like I, 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 but I, but the, but the, it's in conflict with what I, I know, what I've learned or I've seen about things that, so it's just creates this weird dissonance now that that's where the work is. And I can't even, yeah, I don't even think it work is a good term for it either. Uh, if you want, okay, if you want to go back to the first, the first neurotic person, um, my guess is that uh, it was uh, around the time we started um, using spoken language, and that that al- allows us to have a this conceptual verbal understanding of reality that begins to diverge from what actually is wow and then yeah and i think i mean i think i don't think that's a new theory um but it just occurred to me i don't think that's a new thought at all because before it was like we were it was sludge everything was sludge there was no real thought we were more animalistic well there's there's no way you can't have a divided world with that until language comes along. You don't have the world of thought and the world of reality. You can't, you can't do it. There's no way to make that mistake because the tool to make that mistake with doesn't exist. So even before verbal verbal communication or like words, Language. yeah, would you say that it was actually ideas? Um, I don't know what think. I mean, if you okay, I've heard people talk about how like they're um they've stopped thinking in words, and it's more of like um pure concept. Um, uh, I, I mean, I think I could imagine that thought would have a different quality to it. Uh, it would be more like intuitive. And Dude, did you ever hear the story about the Amazon tribal women? No, I did not. They, they would hunt and they would do all their stuff and survive through not, they didn't speak or communicate at all. They were just, it was all nonverbal. They moved and hunted as a pack. They didn't, they just didn't have a language. Didn't even have a language. It was just, and, and you hear about those Samoan or Hawaiian indigenous tribes that like got on a boat. Navigated just, the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, just knew where to go. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously came back to tell someone about it. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, somebody, well, I was, I was thinking somebody probably was along for the ride and was like we should keep this or hold on to this and share it with more people 
which is I want to ask you about the podcast too, because we we talked the other day about maybe doing one a week. And I don't know why the act of, the act of sharing this is enjoyable to me just as much as the act of creating it. And I don't know why, because both I know there's nothing, nothing really here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like n- nothing we say or don't say, you know, it's just we're all we're just having fun. It's just and I it so it's just fun for me. So like when you propose the idea of only doing one a week, I was resistant to it. My antimatter flared uh-huh. because I just want to do what I want to do when I want to do it and not have any rules. But then I noticed it and was like, you know what? Let's look at this because it's not about me. I mean, it is and it isn't, but like, I'd, I'd rather it not be about me. Well, that's about you too. It is. It's both. I guess it's both. You can't escape it. I I want it to not be about me. <laughs> Absolutely the same. There's still you operating on your current interest. <laughs> no difference not po- not possible to do something I don't want to do it's literally impossible well what if someone holds a gun to your head and makes you do something well you obviously want to do the thing that makes you not get shot oh yeah or else you'd continue doing what you wanted to do and get shot yeah unless you're okay with being shot um well we can record as many as we want at any time i just it's probably i mean we seem to have like done a bunch recently so i just meant like releasing one once a week like if if anyone's interested in listening to this stuff it's easier to like it's probably better not to get flooded with 10 hour long conversations at once yeah and that's what's that's what's interesting about this is like i want it to succeed so like uh it just sounds like something fun like if it worked it would be really fun what do you mean by succeed or what what do you mean if it worked yeah and that's i guess we would have to like define what that means it would be really cool if i could have a passive income through speaking just being to be paid to be. Be paid to be yourself, like an artist. Basically, yeah. And like, and when you said like, like the idea of teaching meditation, the idea of of any of this stuff, it was like, like, I don't know, I don't like, I don't like using details for it because really, it's just about being. I don't know specifics of what it is, but um being engaged with stuff that engages me and being able to provide for myself and the people around me yeah so yeah that's what that's why i guess i guess my idea for success for this specifically would be like the material like uh would be like success that others would recognize like where my grandparents would be like, he is a successful radio guy because he's paid to do it. Even though I know it doesn't matter, it still feels like it would be really fun because with that comes 
like we were, like we were texting a potential you know ability to physically meet with others and that are interested in the same stuff it's just enjoyable mm -hmm. yeah basically i want a life where the things i get to do spend the majority of my time doing are more in alignment with what i feel is you know some of my truer more authentic interests I, I yeah that's exactly it Rather than I spend like spend about six hours a day, Monday through Friday, engaged in um, engineering work, um, while I enjoy it, you know, a lot of you know, it's still not, it's not, just on on a deeper level, it it's not. Um, It's it's a compromise more than a something I really want to do deep down. It's like I can do this; it's fun. Like there's ways to approach it in which um, I enjoy it more, and I can make it more about meeting people and learning rather than doing a particular job. Um, but um, you know, fundamentally, it's not actually. Well, I don't know. It's hard to say it's not in alignment with what I want for myself because I can, like I said, I can approach it different ways and I make it more about learning and meeting people, for instance. But really, I don't want to be talking about improving their product, although that's interesting to me too. I like figuring, figuring out problems and how to solve them. I want to be talking about how to improve your experience as a human being. Like, if you... I guess, um, but like stuff like that, like this spirituality philosophy are good terms. I don't know if it, I don't think in those terms, but it seems to maybe generally point to what I like discussing somewhat. It's been, I don't think either exist. I don't, I don't think any of those things exist either. And it's been so interesting watching watching myself share these podcasts on all the different social media platforms because when i go and do the hashtags you gotta put a genre but they they fly out of me i don't even have to think i just instantaneously like all the other stuff that i'll do for like warcraft or just other dumb shit that i'll post up or whatever i'm like thinking about what the hashtags should be i'm like oh what is this what does this best represent but with this stuff, it's the same stuff I've been publishing about since I started. I just Zen, Tao, philosophy, spirituality, meditation, mindfulness, awareness. It's just it just flows out of me. Hit all those new age keywords. But that, that's what I'm interested in. Yoga, right. like yoga is a new one where I go like, wow, wow, that's 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 showed up and it's it should be there, too. Well, so, OK, the funny thing about that, if I were to look up content with those hashtags, um, on a social media platform or something, I would probably not be interested in the majority of stuff that came up. I feel like throwing up just you describing that right now. I feel like I would want to puke. Think, think about actually looking up content for those hashtags. Be oh my God. I would, you, it sounds, it feel, I feel gross just thinking about it. All the yoga poses and the, and the girls with the camera, like showing, you know, and, and then just stale stuff. Just like, okay, I see a yin yang, another yin yang, you know? Yeah, but there's good stuff out there. But there like, is. there's a lot of really, it's just it's it's there's a lot of trendy, unconscious 
ironically unconscious <laughs> stuff people are doing. Right. Like, like you can be just as asleep, interest, interested in spirituality, like Zen, like whatever. <laughs> like, it's just another identification. You see, you know, you see it in AA too, when someone comes in and they're fresh and then a month later, they've got like, they're wearing like, nice like they're they got like the whole get up with their 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 fancy covered big book and you're just like oh <laughs> like a yeah. month in it's just you know it's just yeah i don't know what that is it's it's so like that's why that's why i think in a lot of cases i would say most cases it's better not to be aware because you find your tribe and like I was going to share with you the gossip from, you know, the Holger group and all that. It's like they get to have this fun kind of camaraderie high school-esque experience, you know, which is kind of fun. It's like they we can create groups. I get, and I think that's why a lot of our, at least the people I admire, like the philosophers, committed suicide was because this, what we're talking about can only be done on your own. <laughs> There's there's ultimately no no peer group for them there's, to there's, usually associate with. Yeah, there's no peer group. There's peers, but they're all dead. You can find them on YouTube and on like in books yeah. and stuff. Yeah, the people I relate to most are dead. Yeah, same yeah. here. All my all my best friends are dead. I never even met them. Never even met them. But then when, when you realize that it opens up to, to it opens you up to everything. It's like all the artists too, like not just philosophers, but just artists that that got in front of a camera and, and gave performances and directors that did things. And it's like there actually are plenty that are living. There's a ton. But you know, the real the what are, what are the the real ones don't speak kind of a situation. Yeah. They do. Well, so I don't know. Maybe there's a different opportunity now because of the existence of the internet. And like, there's maybe a new way for communities or peer groups um, to form. Whereas, you know, the scattering of people that are interested in accessing the stuff is too maybe sparse, remote, or like you said, hard to find. This is a lot of people. There's a lot of people that, maybe know or embody what we tend to talk about that don't even realize they're doing anything out of the ordinary. That was my, that was, that's, that's my story. I don't know what, I don't know it until someone can communicate it for me. Like, I don't know. Like I remember right. the first time I heard Alan Watts and it was like, wow, you know, he's saying the things I'm experiencing that I haven't been able to describe. And then that's why people show up to Spira, like that one dude I was telling you about who asked the question, who asked the question that his question was an answer. And he was he was there because he finally had a framework to describe his experience. And is that. Is that a positive thing? Yes, I think so. Because the minute that it, the minute you know it and the minute you can feel it, it can be dropped. Otherwise, you're kind of like you're just like at least I was just cast away at sea. It's not very uh, it's not very enjoyable. 
Well, it also can become crystallized as a set of ideas and just a, a new framework to grasp onto, right? That's the danger. That's the danger. That's the danger for all of us. Yeah. That's why, like, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's that's the danger. I'm wondering if I would listen to a, a podcast like we're making. It's like I, I tend to not listen. Like, I'll, in general, I tend to not listen. Or, or if I pick up a, a book, maybe like by Adyashanti or something, like I can read a few paragraphs. But then, like, I'll have a desire to put it down because I don't want to have his experience. I don't want to apply his terms and labels to my experience. I don't want to find what he found. I, I want to, I want to see what my experience is. I want to find what I'm going to find outside the rules and the bounds, and the frameworks of any system, whether it's Zen, Advaita, you know, whatever, none of that, none of that's relevant. I don't want to find anything that anyone else has found. Even if what I find turns out to be the same thing that everyone else has found, which probably ultimately is um but even then i'm interested i'm interested in i want to find something new i don't want to find what's already been discovered but i, I want to find my experience like in my own path but like even beyond that like my own path saying i'm going to travel my own path it's still I think it still subtly implies a known destination that other people have also arrived at. I want to travel my own path that goes somewhere. I don't even know where it's going. The unknown destination. But I get just, I get saturated with other ideas. If I participate too closely in any kind of speaker, author group, you know, I start, it starts becoming about getting the experience they've had that they're talking about. And then I stop paying attention to my own experience because it is, I'm waiting for it to match up with what they're talking about. But like, I like having experiences that don't tally up with anything I've heard about so far. And then following that, because I haven't heard about this. I'm not sure what practice it is I'm doing, but I'm going to follow this. I haven't heard about this one before. Yeah. You know, that's interesting to me. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't find myself reading or listening to or or engaging with any anyone else's content. Uh, but I this is this is why I'm I'm interested in your thoughts on this because because I, I I've the one thing that's been the same since I've started all producing all stuff like this, whether it be writing podcasts or, or my music or any of that is I've deeply, deeply enjoyed everything that's gotten created. Like I love listening to our shows. Really? I, oh I yeah. Try it. Oh man. I, I, love hate, it. I hate hearing myself talk. I just wish I would shut up. I love it, dude. Like I know I've got another 20 minutes left on the most recent one. I'm looking forward to the next time I clean the house so I can listen to it. Really? Wow. Yeah. But that but I think that's a might be a problem because because uh 
how obsessed with me am I? It's, I think you would, no, I think it, I'm guessing it probably extends from an interest that comes from that you don't know what it's going to be like or what's going to be shared, even though you were there participating in it. Like you don't know what it's going to be like listening to it. You're not li listening to it to like listen to yourself. But it's well, like to have... It feels like when, when we're doing, when I'm doing things like this, I'm in a flow state because I don't know what we talked about at all. I can't even tell you. I think I said some stuff about God earlier. I really don't know. But looking that, but, but yeah, it's that flow state of absolute engagement with the activity as it's occurring. And it's, it feels even more profound and deeper and better than any, than other things like just playing Warcraft or just watching a movie because it's somehow, somehow in alignment with, with who I am at the deepest level of me. All the stuff I don't choose, all the stuff I don't know. Because it, yeah. it may sound like to someone listening that these guys know what they're talking about. I have no fucking, I have no idea what we talked about. I don't, I'm not making that assumption either. That it's, it sounds like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I don't. Uh. That's just, I don't want anyone to validate anything I'm saying. Like, well, I don't. What about challenge? I don't want that either. Hmm. I don't want to be challenged. I mean, I do like after the fact, but in the moment, um, that's not comfortable. Um, but. prefer if no one had any reaction to what I said ever and it would just dissolve into the void I like the idea of the world serving back it's like playing tennis I like I like making a shot shooting it over the net and then the the reciprocation of that or like playing pinball. Yeah. Who am I? Who am I? Who's my, when I'm playing pinball, who's my opponent? Yeah. There's just. Yeah, that's kind of a, I was thinking, yeah, that's kind of a, an even better analogy because of how absurd pinball is. It's like, you're playing it. I'm I'm literally playing circumstance itself. Like I'm playing <laughs> I'm playing the rules of the universe itself. They're just laid out in a way that exaggerates them. I was I forgot to do this. I wanted to go look up the best pinball players. I wanted to see what what that skill set looked like. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> well, apparently it kind of turns into a mechanical thing where you just you memorize all of the combos and high scoring shots and you you just make the the best moves at all times so is it about flip like the ball on the flipper like where the physical location of the ball on the flipper in relation to the speed at which it's moving that they have to access um to aim their shots 
I mean, I feel like that would be like the first skill that they master is making the ball go where they want to, just yeah, like that's... serving a tennis ball or whatever. But once, you know, you've got that skill down, then it's just a matter of knowing the shots you need to make, what, what combos you're supposed to pull off. Man, my brain's hurting just trying to think about how to get good at pinball. <laughs> But yeah, that's, I like this whole, I like the idea of like, yeah, I just like the idea of, of giving something out and watching what happens, like throwing a rock in a pond and seeing the reverberations. And then we get those a cool, a cool message from someone that basically has thought about everything we're talking about and can, and has his, and actually has his own way of describing it, which was really, really profound. They need to send this listener a prize package. <laughs> Put like some kind of like, I don't know, dedication at the beginning of our video. Okay, this one's for you, Owen. <laughs> okay, back to the pinball thing and throwing a rock in the pond. That's fun as long as I don't have a projected outcome. Like, okay, I'm going to go back to the pinball. Once it becomes about the high score, that's a different experience than what we're talking about. Yeah. Once the throwing the rock in the pond becomes about, um, you know, making a certain amount of ripples within a certain space, it's no longer the, you know, I'm no longer playing, I'm no longer playing a game. I'm just trying to produce a result that makes me feel the way I want to. Um, anyway, okay, I've got this story for you. When we were in St. Augustine, I was reading a history book that was um, on the counter in this rental house. And so there's this guy named like Guillaume Rufi or something. So like the Spanish were, I don't know, they sent a boat up the coast to like check.